You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom, who is already in the great state of Maryland for this weekend's game, Michigan against the Terps in the penultimate regular season game. I've been waiting all year to use that word uh, before they play Ohio State next weekend. We're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh's status for this game. Court hearing scheduled for Friday. We will talk about Michigan's upcoming thousandth win. They're hoping, obviously, that that comes this weekend, Jim Harbaugh or not. Preview the Terps, pick some games from around the country, get our final scores for this game as well. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button. If you hope Michigan beats the Buckeyes next weekend, then make sure to hit that thumbs up, subscribe to our channel, and head to thewolverine.com. We have a special offer for our YouTube and podcast viewers and listeners only. Uh, use the promo code um one just how just how it sounds, UM1 to get two months of premium access over at thewolverine.com for just $1. So make sure to take advantage of that. That is for you guys uh, especially. Uh, so thank you uh, for everybody who has joined us because a lot of good feedback there over the recent weeks over on the Wolverine. Uh, gentlemen, how are we doing today? I'm starting to look like Rick Pitino. That's how I'm doing. So. <laughs> Uh, that should tell you everything you need to know, fellas. I'm eating McDonald's just about every other day or maybe every day. Um, I had abs about six or seven weeks ago. Now it's flabs, as uh, Chris Stapleton would say. So life is great. Life is grand covering a scandal. Well, first off, hello from room 718. I'm here a day early to kind of break it in. and I'm not there. Uh, before not before you guys know. before you guys come in. Um, yeah, it is... Um, it has felt like a quieter week, but the way I said it, I said it on the huge show the other day, I've told a few friends, it kind of just feels like the calm before the next storm, right? We were waiting for a reprieve and, and Chris, obviously there's been no let up for you in terms of your phone going off and things like that. But we are, when you take a step back, take a deep breath. There is another football game to play this weekend. It's a game that Michigan should win and win. I would think handily, but um Obviously, a lot's still going on uh, with a number on a number of fronts, but good to be back and uh, ready for you guys to join me uh, this time tomorrow. Yeah, and I think Anthony's planning on at least going to the Bengals Ravens game tonight. John Harbaugh yes. potentially he got his ticket on game time, but he may sell it if he doesn't have time to go. He said, um, and then secondly, we're if anyone out there has a recommendation for a nice seafood or steakhouse in the Baltimore area ish around there for tomorrow night we are looking so uh hit us up in the comments or wherever with those recommendations so excited to get that going uh excited to get back on the road for another weekend last road trip for the regular season um let's talk about jim harbaugh status obviously that court case a hearing for the temporary restraining order scheduled for friday at nine in the morning i believe and at the washtenaw county court uh circuit court in downtown ann arbor Chris, uh, what should we expect as we sit here at 2.13 p.m. on uh, Thursday afternoon? 
Yeah, I put up an article this afternoon. Um, you know, there was hope that there could be a settlement. Maybe Jim Harbaugh misses Maryland and back for Ohio State. He would have had to agree to that anyway, right? And there's no guarantee that he would because there's nothing linking him to the NCAA investigation over Connor Stallions right now at this point. So he is, um, you know, reluctant, I would imagine, to say, hey, okay, well, you know, what happened to due process and uh, everything else. Um, so, but uh, after a development last night, and uh, Michigan has become aware of some more information uh, that could be pertinent to this whole thing, um, I don't think that's going to be an option. I think this is probably going to go to tomorrow, uh, most likely. And if it doesn't, then it just means that Michigan accepts the three-game settlement for Jim Harbaugh. So I think those are the two options on the table right now. Um, and then, you know, see what happens after tomorrow. So, um, you know, there's, as we've said all along, this is going to be, this is not going to be something that's a, a linear case. It's going to be an up and down thing, a roller coaster. And as you guys know, because I've uh, talked to you guys about just before we came on here about, uh, the, about the latest, um, you know, investigations are investigations and as evidence leaks out, then, uh, then you act upon it. So, um, you know, everybody always hopes, you know, this is the last drip. This is the last drip. This is the last drip, but it never usually works out that way, especially in an expedited investigation in which they are interviewing people now. And we do know for a fact, some of the people that they have interviewed. Um, so I think there are reports out there that no Michigan hasn't interviewed any players. That's absolutely not true. Uh, in fact, we know of a couple in particular uh, by name and they aren't going to say the names. This isn't about the kids. You know, they're saying, Hey, nobody's blaming these guys for anything. They just want to play football. So that's where we are as of one thirty, fellas. Um, I kind of hope it goes to, to court tomorrow uh, because I still think Jim Harbaugh has got a due process case. Right. And uh, here and uh, but who knows, man, we'll see what happens. Yeah. The, the, th the important thing I would say, you know, you referenced the roller coaster here is that, Sometimes that means people reporting it or people reporting things take shots about it. And uh, again, I, I think that you can't get mad at the messenger for news that you don't want to hear. Um, and and there are some people, and, and I'm not taking shots at anyone. Everyone has their sources. Everyone has their, their angles to play and whatnot. But um, I'd just be really weary at times of people telling you what you think you might want to hear, right? Instead of what's actually happening. So again, it's going to be up. It's going to continue to be up and down. It's going to continue to be something that changes and is fluid every single day. And, and again, I think, for, at least for me personally, a lot of the things I've said in terms of the process part of it being unfair, I think it's true. But when it comes to who's guilty, who's culpable, who has what, you got to be careful about planting flags on stuff because you just never know, you know, the next day, uh, something could change in terms of what we think we know or what we've heard. So that's more or less how I feel about it right now. I just, uh, I'm, I can't have that one track mindset because we have to cover everything that happens, but I am just ready to talk football, honestly. Amen. Yeah. So last thing on this, when it comes to this, I would think knowing Jim Harbaugh, he probably wants to just continue to go through this and, um, you know, and go to court tomorrow the options if they do that would be i mean it could take minutes for something to be granted um you know it seems like the big 10 will be there to state their case it could still actually not even be ruled on before the game on saturday it could be ruled on uh, negatively for michigan and then they they try to appeal and then you don't know if that the timing of that is going to work out for the ohio state game so there is still a number of options it seems like out there um you know even if they do go to this this court case on on Friday. 
Well, and it's tough to argue irreparable harm too, right? Because you went out and played a game last Saturday without Jim Harbaugh. You won it. Uh, the players were focused. And, and again, it's it's anytime you have to start relying on courts, which are I'm not going to go too deep into this realm, but you know, courts, an extension of the government and law enforcement, nothing like that moves fast. Uh, there are expedited things that you can do to move stuff along, but you know, it's it kind of just turns into that the drip, drip, drip in terms of what the courts decide to do, what, what that next step is. So again, it's, it's frustrating, but you just got to keep practicing patience. Yeah. Good luck with that, man. I'm getting sick of this shit. (laughs) I say it out loud. Understandable. All right. Understandable. Yep. Sorry, fellas. Sorry, Megan and your child. So, all right. That's our producer, by the way. All right. uh, Let's move on, fellas. What do we, what do we got? Let's talk about Prize Picks, our fantastic sponsor who we've been playing daily fantasy with all season long, all last season as well. Football season is winding down, regular season heating up with rivalry week next weekend. And there's no better way to enjoy the games than by playing daily fantasy with Prize Picks. You pick two to six players and predict if they will go more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. All first-time users that deposit and use the promo code Wolverine will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. We made our picks this week, as always. I got a couple in the NFL game tonight that AB will allegedly be attending, thanks to Game Time, our other sponsor. But I got Lamar Jackson against this Cincinnati Bengals defense that has Dax Hill, that has DJ Turner playing really good football for him. I got him going less than 225 and a half passing yards for the game and less than 112 and a half first half passing yards. So it's a Lamar Jackson special. Uh kind of probably rooting for the Ravens, but I think uh I think you know the Michigan guys in the back end for Cincinnati will get the job done. I'm going the opposite way here. I think uh they're gonna come out angry after losing to the crappy Browns. I think Lamar Jackson is going to have more than 226 and a half passing yards tonight. Uh, hopefully the weather is good. I haven't checked it. If if that is, if the weather is good, if not, then I have the right to change my pick before uh, game time, just to be clear. Uh, another one of our great sponsors, by the way, game time. And then I have Joe Burrow going less than 259 and a half passing yards tonight. I think that Ravens defense and Mike McDonald are going to be pissed off. Mike McDonald, especially with the goings on in Ann Arbor. Yeah, well, uh, here's your weather report uh, from from sunny Baltimore. It, as we podcast now, it is 67 and clear. Uh, this evening, it's going to be in the fi- mid-50s and clear. So good fall football weather on the way. Uh, I'm sticking with Lamar Jackson as well. More than 226.5 passing yards. Uh, again, uh, hey, if I came all the way out here, I want to at least make sure I see a Harbaugh coach this weekend. So that's the objective uh, for the potential trip later on tonight. And then for my second pick, I have Joe Milton, former Michigan quarterback, going less than 210.5 passing yards against Georgia. I think that the Bulldogs are going to absolutely steamroll the Vols, and Joe Milton has a pretty terrible day because of it. So that's download the uh, Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Wolverine for an instant deposit match up to 100 dollars uh michigan going for its thousandth win this weekend michigan looking to avoid a quote-unquote trap game which you know players and coaches this week have kind of pushed back against saying that you know they don't really see it as that i guess 
part of me is like, well, that's kind of what a trap game is, is you don't see, really see it coming. Uh, but they're well aware of the situation they're in. This was always going to be coming into the year. When you look at the schedule, it's, it's sandwiched right there in between Penn State and Ohio State. But let's start with the, the thousandth win and the situation they're in. Um, obviously, would be a, a huge, huge milestone, probably, you know, planning, you know, memorabilia and gear and all that sorts of stuff for uh, if they're able to get it done. But it would be uh, quite the feat uh, to get a thousand wins uh, before any other college football program. And Michigan's going to do that, whether it's this weekend or or next, because number two, 962 is uh, Alabama, Texas and Notre Dame tied at 945. So Michigan's still kind of extending its lead. The last few years have been big for the all time win count. Yeah, it's been helpful, right? And uh, it'd be nice if they could close this thing out and uh, go to fifteen and zero, and Jim Harbaugh gets his tattoo on his ass. <laughs> and uh, we didn't say where he was going to get it, but you know, well, I just assumed, you know. So um, I think it'd be great, you know. So I agree, um, regardless. Um, yeah, and I think that uh, I think the good news is is that we've seen that this team can rally without Jim Harbaugh, right? If it comes to that, so Sharon Moore did one hell of a job coaching these guys against Penn State. Uh, was emotional, got some crap for it, uh, which is a joke. And uh, I like the thought of him down there on the sideline. I do want to see a better game plan, um, not a better game plan, but a more diverse game plan. And I think they, they had one coming out against Penn State. They just had to they had to go off script, uh, and they did a great job in adjusting to it. But in my opinion, this is um, a game where you, you should be able to throw on these guys and, and run on them as well. So I would expect a balanced attack, uh, you know, maybe – 225 yards of offense uh, on, on both running and, and passing the ball uh, at least. And against this defense, shit, Penn State put up 51 against these guys, right? With Drew Allar. So what does that tell you? And so, right. uh, and they kind of, they, you know what, they, it, it, you never know which Maryland you're going to get. Um, and yeah, it's a trap game, but I expect Michigan to win this one pretty handily. Yeah. It, to me, it's not a trap game. It's a tune-up game. I mean, this is one where regardless of what happens with Jim Harbaugh, Whoever's coaching this team Saturday, this team, because it is bigger than one guy, has to play Ohio State next week. And all of their goals are still in front of them. I think, if anything, last week's game took took a lot of that off the coaches and put the spotlight on the team. This is still a good football team because it has great players. It has great coaches. We've talked about all that. So when you look at how this Maryland team, again, Clayton has made this point several times on here where Maryland's a team where I think if you have to play them in September, you're probably going to, you know, you're going to be in for a bit of a scare, but something that we've seen routinely with this program under Mike Loxley is that they are not about that life when it's time to step up and play big boy football against the class of the big tennis. So uh, for Michigan this week, I think offensively, it just starts with, you know, you want to keep that momentum up from running the ball last week, but also you have to kind of, Last week was weird enough where you have to sort of reestablish that you do have a passing game that can be feared as well, which I thought last week was just more of a unique circumstance. A lot of people came out of that game thinking, oh, well, gosh, you know, they can't throw the ball. That's going to hurt their chances down the, down the stretch. No, we've seen it. You know, we had nine games of tape before that that showed that they can move the ball through the air. They're probably at their best still when they move the ball through the air. But if you have that other phase of the, the offense coming along with that offensive line, with those running backs looking like we've expected them to look all year, then this, this team, all of a sudden, this is, this is where it has to start looking different into this next phase of the season, the most critical phase of the season. I mean, everything is on the line over these next three, four, you know, maybe as many as what five games. So 
this is this is a big step for them in that regard. I mean, there's there's no looking over Maryland. This is a re reestablish your dominance type of game. It's funny. The same people that were saying all year that they can't run the football are now immediately saying that they can't throw anymore. And then you see the run game get going a little bit. They obviously just kept hammering away and, and got a few big plays against Penn State that were absolutely massive, you know, for how that game turned out. You bring in the extra bodies, big bodies on the offensive line. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be look more like what we've seen from Michigan throughout the rest of the year against Maryland. Like you said, Chris, they give up 51 points to Penn State. Drew Aller throws for four touchdowns. And then the next week, it's, it's just completely different. Um, you know, in, in this Maryland defense, you know, again, it's hard to judge a lot of the numbers that these Big Ten defenses are putting up. They rank, you know, about average in the country at about everything, but you're not playing high-powered offenses on a week-in, week-out basis. You are a little bit more in the Big Ten East when you have to play Ohio State and Michigan, even Ohio State down in terms of their numbers, so you don't have that outlier performance on the resume as you would have, you know, in years past. Um, but this is not a very good Maryland defense. I think J.J. McCarthy is going to be able to get going again in this game. And something interesting, too, just when you look at the matchup as a whole, I thought Derek Moore made a great point this week talking to the media on Tuesday night, but he said, we can't show any weaknesses. We can't have any, you know, any lapses or things on film that Ohio state can look at this week and look to exploit for the next week. And I thought that was, it's a great point because when you think about Michigan, Ohio state with just the way the games at the end of the year, every single season, you know, it seems like when you have a weakness, even if it's kind of bubbling under the surface and it doesn't come out all the time, the other team's able to exploit that. Like Ohio State, you know, they're not a very physical team the last couple of years or whatever. Michigan able to expose them in 2021 and then kind of do it again late in the game in 2022. So I think it's important that Michigan plays clean in this game, plays well, and that, you know, includes with the pass protection, which they had issues with early on against Penn State. Um, you know, moving to Michigan's defense against the Maryland offense, they're facing Talia Tagovailoa for the third straight year. You're facing Josh Gaddis for the first time since he's moved on uh, after the 2021 season, goes to Miami, gets fired now at uh, at Maryland, and that offense really struggling. Um, I want to read this clip from George Gerbo, who covers Maryland for the Washington Times, and this is basically him explaining their um, – offense in our article up at the wolverine.com you can check it out but he says more often than not first down is either a handoff or a screen pass second down is some type of shot down the field or over the middle because it's an offense that's predicated on big plays but has in recent weeks found those hard to come by and after those two plays you're in something like third and seven or potentially longer and it's either a sack an offensive line breakdown or another screen pass where you pick up six yards and punt (laughs) that's what this offense has looked like the last couple of weeks. And I, I mean, I was laughing on the phone call with him because I, I saw this in 2020. Um, you know, you've seen it at different points and obviously Michigan had more talent. So they were able to overcome it in some other years and other guys had more responsibilities in 2021, like Sharon Moore, but this is kind of what that offense has become. They gutted out a win last week over Nebraska, but uh, the Josh Gaddis offense, you know, has not been all that good this year. Yeah, I can't wait to see it myself. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I like this trip. I really do. Um, you know, football and crab cakes, right? That's what Maryland is known for. Maybe it's just crab cakes right now. I don't know. But uh, I always thought it was basketball and crab cakes. And then their basketball program started to suck, too. So uh, maybe, you know what, hopefully some lobster that we can afford. Maybe the, maybe crab legs are, are more affordable out there. I don't know. I know I'm rambling here. 
but uh, I'm looking forward to having dinner with you guys. Number one, number two, uh, Maryland is so is such an enigma, guys, because uh, you know you see the first half against Ohio State, and you're like, man, they're in this game, and they're in that game for what three quarters or something like that, and playing them tough. But it seems yeah. like when they're when they're out of it late in the year, um, you know, it can go either way. They've played Ohio State tough a few times. And uh, down the stretch, as a trap game for Michigan, you know, you know that Michigan's not going to want to show everything here, but flat out, Michigan's just a better football team, and they rarely struggle with Maryland. I think last year was one of the exceptions, and that was the first game, Big Ten game of the year. So uh, I expect Michigan to give uh, Talia all he can handle. I think he's had turnovers in each of his last three games, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and he is prone to that. I think he had two picks against Michigan last year. I don't see them running the ball on Michigan, so if he's got to beat them, and they're struggling to move the ball with the big play, and they got to use the entire field to get there. I don't see that happening. I think maybe the biggest advantage that Michigan does have in this game is the uh, the the Jesse Minter versus Josh Gaddis matchup. Honestly, um, again, shout out to Josh Gaddis for what he helped achieve in 2021. He won the Broyles Award, but my God, you watch this Maryland offense, and it just seems like they should be better than they are especially since uh, Talia Tagovailoa has been in college for like eight years now. I'm sure. I, I don't know if he's getting his doctorate or what the hell's going on with that, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I, I mean, you look at this, this matchup, they don't run the ball super well. I do think that Roman Hemby's a, a solid player, but um, I, I, you, you, this is when you look at the talent on paper, you can make the argument and it's probably probably accurate that this might be the second most talented team that they've seen so far this year. Now, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they've seen a lot of crappy teams to start the year, but uh, this Maryland program and really this Maryland offense has never, you know, it's never, the sum has never added up to the parts that they have. I mean, they've always had good skill players. They've had, uh, you know, a really good quarterback the last few years and, Again, I mean, if they're able to, it's another one of those outlier games. If they're able to run the ball, if they're able to move, you know, you know, stay on the field on third down, then yeah, maybe they put a scare into Michigan. But I just don't see, I don't see when push comes to shove, where this Maryland team can attack Michigan um, and on their defense to kind of give them even a, a puncher's chance in this game. I mean, I think that Michigan will win this game up front on both sides of the ball because that's not where Maryland's talent is. Yeah, you look back to the game two years ago in College Park, which was in the same exact situation, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, Michigan schedule. A couple of years ago, they had that big third quarter where they were really moving the football, like a couple hundred yards of offense or whatever it was. And then last year, like, like Chris, you said, I mean, they moved the football against Michigan. I think the difference here is, one, you know, Talia is just kind of the same player as he was, and that's, I think, the biggest disappointment for Maryland fans is that he hasn't progressed past what he was two years ago in his first year as kind of the full-time starter. Um, but then secondly, the offensive lines were worse. They, they lost four out of five starters there. The wide receiving core isn't as good as it was before. The running backs are all back from a year ago, but not producing as well, you know, doing part to the offensive line and, you know, potentially whatever they're, they're doing schematically offensively with, with those guys. So it, it just doesn't feel like they have as much there, but, I'm always a little, you know, worried, not worried, but you got to have a little bit of concern sometimes when a team does have a gunslinger at quarterback, some pretty good skill position players, a defense that gets takeaways. They have a lot of, you know, forced turnovers and interceptions. But, uh, you know, I think Michigan should be able to, you know, do kind of whatever they want. And then the last thing with the Michigan defense, Chris Jenkins, 
according to Mike Elston, we, we kept hearing he's banged up. You know, he's not maybe practicing as much. And, you know, his snap counts have gone down a little bit. He was playing through a high ankle sprain. I don't know how bad it was exactly, but high ankle sprain is very tough to play through. And you wouldn't have really known for sure it was that. Maybe you thought it was like a, you know, something just nagging him. But a high ankle sprain, he said he should be back to fully healthy this week. And we should see the Chris Jenkins, not only him moving around the same way, but his production the way that you're used to seeing it because it's really just not there this year. And obviously he's facing more double teams. But look out for potential Chris Jenkins down the stretch here, taking a leap up in his production. Let's uh, get our predictions for this game. But before we do, we want to talk about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Who doesn't want to look good? Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than all regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. It's supposed to be 70 in uh, over in Baltimore area tomorrow, so maybe I'll wear my Bird Dogs around. Go to birddogs.com slash Wolverine or enter the promo code Wolverine for a free hydro flask style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash Wolverine or promo code Wolverine for a free hydro flask uh, style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off that we can promise you. I can promise you I'm going to be wearing mine tomorrow. Um, our go. predictions offensively, uh, who's going to stand out for this Michigan offense. None of us picked JJ last week, even though we all, we didn't think they were going to run 32 straight times. I'm going to pick him this week. It's a low hanging fruit, which apparently is my nickname at this point. Um, but I, I just think that they're going to get back on track with a more balanced offense. It's going to look like it has the panic. Sure, maybe in that game it's like, okay, they cannot protect against Chop Robinson at all. Maybe it was warranted, but I don't think it was warranted as much in the big picture, and I think uh, the quarterback is going to get back on track. Yeah, I think so. I think J.J. McCarthy is going to have a huge game. Um, what did Allard do against Maryland? Do we know? Yeah, I mean – I think close to 300 yards and four touchdowns. What does that tell you? I, I don't think I need to say anymore here on that one. So Drew Aller looked like absolute dog crap uh, against Michigan. And uh, who was the clown that said that put him in uh, JJ McCarthy's category before the game? I don't recall. I don't guy. remember either. No, some talking head. Some talking head. Uh, absolute clown show. Uh, JJ McCarthy is so far above that. I think JJ McCarthy is going to have a huge game on Saturday. I think he's going to throw for three bills and, and do some more damage with his feet. None of them picked us last week, so let's just make it three for three uh, instead of the variety. Uh, I think we get a JJ, not a revenge game, but big time JJ uh, McCarthy performance this week. Defensively, I got Mike Barrett. I took him last week. Um, didn't necessarily get exactly what I was looking for there, but he had a big game a couple years ago in College Park. Um, I just think the way they they've been using him has been fantastic, and I think uh, Mike B is going to go out with a bang in his final road game of his career. Works for me. Um, did, I just are we doing predictions now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, defensive player of the game. Oh, defensive player of the game. Uh, uh, Will Johnson. I think Will Johnson takes him to the house. How's that? Oh wow, sounds great to me, Chris. Uh, I'm gonna go with Derek Moore, a Maryland native, I believe. I think he's from Baltimore, so or went to school at St. Francis. So, yep. Like to pick those local guys on the road. Uh, I think Derek Moore will have a nice game. Look for him to have a couple sacks. 
he said he's going to have a lot of family and friends out there this weekend. So that's I like that pick. Um, final score, I got 42 to 10 Michigan. Um, you know, I, I like their ability to move the football, have some big plays on this Maryland defense. Talking to George Gerbo of the Washington Times, he said that the tackling from the secondary at times is just atrocious. Arm tackles, throwing a shoulder into a guy. They're undisciplined. You know, a lot of penalties on this team as well. Um, I, I just think that Michigan's going to be able to, to have its way 42-10, play clean, and, and move on to the game. And you got to stay healthy in this week as well. As you know. I like I like Georgia's scouting report. That makes me happy. So I'll go Michigan 45, Maryland 13. I just don't see them staying close in this game. I don't know why the spread is as low as it is, frankly, um, against this squad, unless they think they're going to come out firing and – um, but the weather seems to be good. I think Michigan, uh, like he said, if they're not, you know, I, w- I would say this, if Michigan gets off to a really good start, then I'm going to go 45, 17. Otherwise I could see something like 34 to 13 or something like that. But, um, to me, this is a game that Michigan should control from start to finish, even without Jim Harbaugh, most likely. Yeah. We're all kind of dancing around the same zone right now. Uh, the sa- the staff pick I sent in this week was for 42, 13. So kind of okay. really close to what you guys had. Uh, again, I, talked earlier about this being a potential trap game. I don't think that I'll go back to a line I used last week in that, in that if this team is who I think it is, that won't be an issue this week. So uh, I think that they will stay locked in. I think that they have bigger goals regardless of who's coaching them. They just, those guys need to go out and play football. It's on the coaching staff to replace Jim Harbaugh. None of the players have to replace Jim Harbaugh if he's not out there. So they showed last week they were capable of winning a big game they're all big games now because you have the biggest possible target on your back that anyone could possibly have at the moment. So no let up this week, Michigan 42, Maryland 13. I like what you just did. You just put it on them to make your prediction. Like if this, if this team is who I think they are, my prediction will come true. It's on them now. It's not on you for picking the correct score. I I agree with that. If if they don't, if I don't win staff picks, it's their fault. Right. Fact, we yeah. have no impact on this. But I have won the last two, so thanks, guys, for making me look good. I'm just saying. Well, I also think you just picked three scores there. What do you mean? Like you, I, you had three different scores. But not in staff picks, I don't. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> we got two guys hedging. I, I'm I'm sticking. It's going to be 42-10 right on the dot. Right. So. 45-13. Oh, I'm not moving off my pick. It's 42-13, but – we're also arguing over three points in each direction of either of our picks. So. Right, exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, Michigan should win comfortably if you uh, trust what these three experts say. Trust us a little bit less on the next picks. No man knows the future. Uh, we'll pick three games. It is quite a doozy of a, of a slate when you look at the Big Ten with some ugly matchups. Michigan State, Indiana, and Purdue Northwestern. The SEC is doing their whole thing this week where you play uh, a team no one's ever heard of, like the Citadel, which we've only heard of them because they play these teams the second to last weekend, but they should kind of get rid of that, in my opinion. Um, But we do have a few good games. Georgia at Tennessee is the first one. Tennessee is a 10-point underdog at home. Over-under is 58-and-a-half. Tennessee coming off of an embarrassing blowout loss against Missouri. I think their season's done. They're going to slide. And Georgia is going to continue to rise and, and easily cover this number. I, frankly, I was surprised it was it was at ten and it wasn't bigger. Yeah, Georgia's going to kick the living hell out of them. Uh, Joe Milton's probably going to throw two or three picks. That's my pick. Uh, same. Georgia's going to roll, uh, and I'll be looking forward to the SEC honks that have been criticizing Michigan's schedule all year. Also criticizing this uh, late November slate of games as well. 
yeah. which won't happen. Where's Heather Heather Dinich? Hiding? Where is she? She's telling um, she's telling everybody what they want her to say. That's true. That's true. My opinion. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Next game is not necessarily a great matchup, but we got to keep an eye over on Ohio State, Minnesota at the Buckeyes, 27 and a half point favorites at home, over under 50. It, this is a big number. Um, but they are at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Minnesota to stay inside of it. And I think people have a couple questions as Ohio State comes north next week. Uh I think the Buckeyes roll these guys. I mean, you you just gave up 49 points to Purdue, right? Didn't they just give up 49 points to Purdue, Minnesota? Sounds right. Yeah. 49 to 30. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I like Ohio State to cover. I'll go with Ohio State, but I'm not confident in it. I could see them getting a similar kind of bar fight scare that Michigan got in this week last year, but also that Illinois team that gave Michigan a scare was much better. And it took Blake Corum being out of the game for that to happen, but uh, I'll go with Ohio state, but uh, I don't know that they'll look super sharp doing it. Yeah. Michigan 17 point favorite last year over Illinois comes down to a Jake Moody field goal. Uh, absolutely crazy. Obviously, the quorum injury was huge. Last game, Washington at Oregon State. Oregon State a two-and-a-half-point favorite over under 61-and-a-half. Team of destiny, Oregon State, last year in the Pac-2, they are going to win, and they're going to play Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. I like Washington here. I like Washington by uh, actually 10 points. I'm going to go with Oregon State, uh, but, man, oh, man, it's – there's something about Washington. They're much better than TCU was last year, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But they have this kind of TCU thing about them where they just keep yeah. getting themselves out of out of BS late in the game to secure a win. So yep. uh, I'll go with Oregon State, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington pulls a fast one again. There you have it. That is our show for this week. We are off to College Park tomorrow on Friday. Anthony already in the area. Uh, so make sure to say hi if you see us out there. As always, follow our coverage over at thewolverine.com. Special offer for all of our podcast listeners and viewers. Promo code UM1 gets you two months of premium access for just $1. And we will see everybody next time. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.